You guys hear that? Do you guys feel that? I do. Welcome to the first episode of Raging Rob's Wrestling Radio. I am your host, Raging Rob, and I am thankful for all my listeners and all those who contribute to the show. We talk all things wrestling, and I mean every fucking thing. So take a seat and enjoy yourselves. First and foremost, this week's episode is brought to you by some of my sponsors, which I love so much. First sponsor I'd like to mention is Mark Baker, creator of the Private Murphy Comics. If you or a loved one have served in the military, you have probably seen his artwork. Private Murphy, aka Sergeant Murphy, he's also a great artist, he does commissions, he does NFTs, he is mostly on Facebook, just go to Private Murphy, Murphy. it's PVT Murphy on Facebook, and try to add him. His name is Mark Baker, he's a sweet guy, cool guy, laid back. You know, as a veteran myself and him as a veteran, just don't fuck around. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Our next sponsor is Melly Marquez, creator of the brand Snuggle Yarn Pals. Her Instagram handle is snuggle.yarnpals. Again, at S-N-U-G-G-L-E dot Y-A-R-N-P-A-L-S. I love her artwork. She's a great knitter. She crochets so beautifully. I've personally roughly five of her work i have a mongoose i have her kitty i have um spider-man it's just whatever you can you can think of she can make it she ships anywhere in the united states and she's a great artist i highly recommend checking out her ig her tiktok as well same name snuggle yarn pals our next sponsor is kayla strickland she is based in north carolina but she will travel Countrywide, countrywide, excuse me. She would travel countrywide. She is a makeup artist. Now, she's not just any makeup artist, she's your favorite makeup artist. By that, I mean literally. Her handle for IG is at your favorite MUA. Again, at Y O U R F A V O R I T E M U A. MUA stands for makeup artist. She does wonderful work, weddings, um, graduations, ceremonies, proposals, prom, anything you can think of that you need a celebration for, she would travel and she would do amazing work. Again, her handle is at Y-O-U-R-F-A-V-O-R-I-T-E-M-U-A. And also, the band Sundweller, with a debut album called The Big Sleep, which is available digitally everywhere you get your music. They're currently working on a second album as we speak. And with permission, I had approval to play one of the songs by their drummer, Ron Marsh. So give me a second to give you a little snippet of their music. So I'm gonna pause this music real quick. I'll pause this music real quick and play one of their songs. This is called Slow Burn.
I love that. Again, that is the band Sundweller. And their music is all over. We get your music Apple, Spotify, the guy down the street. It doesn't matter. It's digitally everywhere. Again, the band is called Sundweller and their album, The Big Sleep. Again, that was given to me by their drummer, Ron Marsh. So give him a listen when you get a chance. That's all I'm saying. So this podcast is my rough draft. First episode is always the roughest one. I'll be scattered all over talking about many things this past week in the world of wrestling. So I hope you guys enjoy. To kick off this week, Raw did the bloodline tagging the crew security thing, which isn't bad, but it's like in a way I'm getting tired of seeing this bloodline invasion on other shows. I get it, they have both titles, they can go to Raw, they can go to SmackDown, but it's like having your favorite food and eating it too much, you know? Like, yeah, it's great, but it's only great in moderation. Now, I understand that this upcoming month, I believe, this is going to be a Legends Night. I hope they don't mess it up, especially with Rikishi being there, you know, part of the bloodline. Now, with all that being said, they fought the Royal Locker Room, and Adam Pearce announced that, they, that he had enough what was going on with the bloodline? He put every member in a match. Later on that night, Bianca Belair beats Alexa Bliss to retain the Raw's women's title by DQ after a man in Uncle Howdy mask appeared at the barricade. That's. <laughs> I, I love this character. I love this character and all the characters part of the playhouse of Bray Wyatt. Skills drinking water, gotta stay hydrated. <laughs> Alexa attacks the ref and beats down Bianca. Also, Solo Sokoa beats Elias in Music City Street Fight. Again, I believe if Elias is going to be this music gimmick, he has at least win one match. I personally haven't seen him win one music stipulation match. And it's kind of ironic because he's, I mean, he's a great guitarist, him and his brother. And <laughs> I'm just saying, Elijah, sorry, Elias and Ezekiel, they need to team up. It's Farbadu, they really need them both bad. So Sakoa wins the match, obviously. Summer Rae was seen backstage on Raw. Um, she was an okay diva or superstar. Uh, that's no big news for me. I, that's just me personally. Great wrestler, great talker, great commentator. That's, you know, I, I, I don't throw caution to the wind here and that. Sami Zayn and the Usos beat Kevin Owens and the Street Profits with the help of Solo Sakoa. That again, I love the I love the heels in wrestling. I love it because you go to a wrestling show and you always expect the good guy to win, but it's always good to see the bad guy win as well. It, it builds more momentum for the good guy. It builds more momentum for the both good guy and bad guy actually, the protagonist and antagonist, and it just works well. After the match, the, the bloodline continue to attack KO, but Drew McIntyre and Sheamus makes the save. Which, you know, awesome. They're all building up a great storyline. The Silent Assassin, <laughs> Dexter Loomis beats Chad Gable. Which, I have to say, Alpha Academy was the shit in NXT. Now, it's just Chad Gable and his partner. It's, it's not as exciting, but it's still great. Damage Control beat Becky Lynch and Mitch and Mia Yim. Again, the names. I get it, some names are added, some are 
taken away. Like Biggie Langston being Big E or Austin Theory was once Theory, now he's Austin Theory. And it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's copyright or just a play on things, but that can be so annoying. Mia Young, that's that simple. Why add more? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's all I'm saying. Donald Mysterio says he survived hard time in prison and will see his mommy really soon. Now, I don't, I mean, I can't, I've never been in prison. I pray to God I don't go. But I'm just saying, like, you've been there for like a week and you've experienced hard time. I hope it wasn't the wrong way. <laughs> I love Dominic Mysterio. He's still building himself up as a character. And granted, he did win the tag team titles with his dad. I love that. But something's got to give with the Judgment Day group. I know Edge is part of it. You know, he moved on. I'm happy for him. But it seems like the main focus is Rhea Ripley and Dominic. And that's that has to keep building. Otherwise, it's going to be a boring story. On AEW, it was announced Orange Cassidy will face Kip Sabian for the AEW All-Atlantic title at Battle of the Belts 5, which I love Orange Cassidy. You know, fleshy squeeze, he's chill. When he needs to, he's a great wrestler. You know, he has that one-punch man likeness. You know, just chill, chill, chill. And when his shit gets serious, he gets serious too. He makes some great matches, and he has some great robberies. On Zero News, X-E-R-O News, Pooh reported that the WWE was considering the following three opponents for John Cena at WrestleMania 39. These opponents are Logan Paul, LA Knight, and Austin Theory. Now, Logan Paul proved himself a lot in the wrestling world. I like it. He trains with the best. He trains with Shawn Michaels with flips and stances. And I've seen video and I've seen pictures. He knows what he's doing. LA Knight, big name, great on a microphone. Brett Rodgers right now with Bray Wyatt. I would love to see him fight John Cena as well. And Austin Theory. He's considered to some the passing of the torch. I can't say that really because, granted, he did win Money in the Bank. He, he is a great United States champion. But he's still, still a little fresh. So let's see what happens. So out of those three, Logan Paul was announced to be the opponent, according to Wrestling News Co. So... Logan Paul versus John Cena. It may be interesting. It may be very interesting. And I'm interested to know more about that. Fun fact though. Ronda Rousey's loss to Charlotte Flair this SmackDown is... Excuse me. Ronda Rousey's loss to Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship on SmackDown happened on the five-year anniversary of Ronda losing to Amanda News via TKO at UFC 207. That shit was beautiful. I don't know about you, man, but when she... Kept falling. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a done deal. Then Mendez did that kick right in her fucking face, dude. And it was like, done deal. Done deal. She took her ball, went home, and joined the WWE. Which, no offense, she's doing great in WWE. I give her credit. I love, I really love this woman, Ronda Rousey. Because at first, you know, she was a little rough around the edges, but she's becoming a fan favorite. I love her match against Liv Morgan. And she's putting herself out there as one of the top, top, Woman wrestlers. I can't say divas because they're not divas. They're fucking women. You know, they are great wrestlers. So props to Ron Rousey. Sorry about her five-year anniversary loss. I digress. Top Dollar from Hit Row has revealed that he has lost 90 pounds 
in the last five months. Again, 90 pounds in five months. That's 18 pounds a month. Goodness, congratulations to him. John Cena talks about wrestling every year since his debut. He wrestled every year for 20 years. That is a remarkable statistic and fact and record. So congratulations to him. Charlotte Flair talks about becoming a 14-time champion. Now, maybe it's just me, but I do not give a fuck how many times she wins. I get it. She's Ric Flair's daughter. If she didn't have that name, Ric Flair, excuse me, if she didn't have that name, Flair, she would just be another person. I guarantee it. At max, from NXT to now, she would probably be like a five-time champion. It's just her gimmick is literally being the female version of her dad. And I get it. That makes money. She has a lot of fans. She's known as the queen. But still, to do that, to fuck over the other female wrestlers, like every time she comes back, she wins the title. And it's so annoying. Like I knew as soon as she came back, she was going to win. I don't know what the bill was because when Becky Lynch came back and beat Bianca, it, even though it was fast, it built up to a story. But her beating Ronda is like, why? Like, well, why? Really, it makes no fucking sense. But I digress. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, the longest babyface, in my opinion, he was offered to be in the Royal Rumble, but for common sense reasons, he said no. Though, I want to say he's old, but he's up there in age, you know? And to suggest him to be in the Royal Rumble, like one good bump, and his health insurance will go up. No offense, I'm just being real. The guy is up there in age with Ric Flair and Jake the Snake and all these other greats. But at the same time, it's like, no. Why would you bring him in just to get tossed out the ring? You know, that's a little dangerous. According to WWFOldSchool.com, a major neighbor is not willing to put anyone over in WWE. Who are they talking about? This major name that will not let no one over in WWE is none other than undefeated boxing heavyweight champion Tyson Fury. The Gypsy King himself does not want to put people over. I get it. He's undefeated, but something's got to give. Tyson Fury made his WWE Emory debut at Crown Jewel 2018 where he defeated Braun Strowman via countout, which makes no sense, but I get it. He, he can't look weak. I guess because boxers are like, oh, okay, that's his weakness. This is what they can do. I don't know. But Tyson Fury Ooh, I got a message about saving my stuff. I will save. And keep recording. Anyway, <laughs> he was supposed to face the then WWE Champion Drew McIntyre in 2020, but the COVID-19 pandemic prevented that from happening. Also, according to the US Sun, WWE wants to use Fury at the World Rumble 2023 to build a match for him at WrestleMania 39, but it can't because Fury isn't allowed to enter the US due to his alleged link with Irish mob boss Daniel Kinahan. Wow. That's a little sketch. That's very sketch, actually. An update, the Wrestling Observer reported that a top source told him that Fury isn't willing to put anyone over. Again, Fury was not willing to put people over or even look vulnerable. And if he were to be in the Rumble as a surprise, what would he do? And how does it even make sense for him to do a quick Rumble cameo given the amount of money it would cost to use him? That's like 
They used him in um, Crown Jewel. At least they had the money. They put him in the Rumble just like 10 seconds. It's not really going to build up anything. And plus, he can't be in the United States right now anyway. Speaking of loud noise, Montez Ford is releasing a hip-hop album in March. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, Montez Ford is a great wrestler. You know, the Street Profits are a great team. But to hear him actually say, hey, I'm making a rap album, I give it a, I give it a listen. I don't know if you guys know how I feel about it. But while we're on the topic, I love seeing wrestlers do things outside of WWE. You know, and it shows that they can be human too and have hobbies and there's other things they, that they love. And I love seeing that. Like, uh, Sonya Deville and the then Mandy Rose, they got a donut company, which I follow on social media. I see people fishing, I see them join their lives being human. So to hear him actually doing what he loves, he, he has time to make music. I love that. So congrats to him. And Bo Dallas as Uncle Howdy. I I can see it happening, but you know, maybe he dyed his hair, he wears blue contacts, maybe it is him. But I think it might actually be Edge. I say it's Edge because again, he's a gritty radar superstar. And to seeing him join sides with Bray Wyatt, and in a way, generational speaking, he is kinda like an uncle to him. You know? So it might be Edge. It might be Bo Dallas. Let me know what you guys think. Also, not many people knew this. Elijah Burke was almost about to join the Spirit Squad. At the time, he was doing his thing with the ECW, you know, new breed versus old school. And he was offered to be part of the Spirit Squad. And he, let's just say he politely declined. Which, in theory, was a good idea. Because out of all members of the Spirit Squad, only Dolph Ziggler made a name for himself. And that, and he's still, you know, kicking it to this day. Also, he does comedy on the side. Again, that's another thing I love. Russell's doing things outside of business. Naomi is currently slated to be in Japan. New Japan Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling sources are not confirmed they are bringing Naomi in. Instead, she was coming on her own accord. Would I like to see Naomi in New Japan? Definitely. Because there's not a lot of Americans, in my opinion, in New Japan Wrestling, especially African-American wrestlers. So to see an African-American female and New Japan Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling, is going to be amazing. Like, Sasha Banks, aka... <laughs> I'm still getting used to her name. Um, Monet is her last name. That's all I remember. I'm still getting used to it. So, to see that Sasha went over there and did her thing, and Bailey went to visit, and FTR was there, it, it, was, it was amazing. Former TNA and NBA World Champion Magnus Nick Aldis is now a free agent. That is great news. Despite being married to Mickey James, which is already a fucking win, if he comes to the Royal Rumble, I would love to see that. When AJ Styles came, I was so hyped. So to hear Nick Aldis might come, I would love it. I would love him to have great rivalries with like Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, freaking uh. Oh, there's a list of wrestlers that I can see him wrestling with. Now, some might, some are saying he might go to Impact, but he might go to he might go to WWE. But how WWE treat Mickey James? 
But Mick James came back, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Shinsuke Nakamura versus Great Muda. Now, that was a great match. It ended with Shinsuke defeating Great Muda by kissing... Uh, they'll take it the wrong way. He kissed him and took his mist and spit it back at him. After the match, they hugged. They took pictures. And backstage, Great Muda called Shinsuke Nakamura gay. Again, not my words. Great Muda called... Shinsuke gay. He said he thinks he's gay because that move, but he still loves him. Okay, okay, that's a little fucking weird. Amanda Sakamano, aka Manny Rose, hit one million dollars in a month on her fan site. Congratulations to her. I am for. I say it again. I'm for wrestlers doing things outside of WWE or any wrestling and making additional income. There's nothing wrong with that. If she wants to social skin, that's her fucking business. She's not doing nothing illegal. So kudos, Amanda Sakamano, on your fan page and your donuts. Roman Reigns loses his first televised match in three years in a tag team match with him and Sammy against Cena and Kevin Owens. Which I think is... Well, he didn't get pinned, but Sammy promised to win. And Sammy couldn't deliver. So, I get why Roman was pissed that day. But, furthermore, in other news in the wrestling world, the Karen Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, and Kurt Angle love triangle. Oh my goodness. I've seen so much on this. I'm still getting word on it. It's so crazy. Kurt Angle is one of my favorite wrestlers. Use the stop. Kurt Angle is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. He's from Pennsylvania, just like me. I love him. But Ward Kurt in TNA Impact, he was different, you know. He was he was a knockout champion for a woman, if you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> is he messing up the wrestling world in a way because he's causing all this negativity? I mean, Grant WWE, WWE loves him, but to hear he might be doing stuff with Jeff Jarrett's wife and Kelly Kelly had a clear the air as well. I understand why they're pissed off. So more to come to that. During a recent episode of WWE's The Bump, the WWE gave their top 10 matches in 2022. And here's a list, okay? According to The Bump, the WWE's top 10 matches are number 10, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory for the United States title at Survivor Series. Uh, that says number 10. Number 9, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens, WrestleMania 38. What the fuck? That's number 9? That's number nine. Stone Cold, okay, this better be a good ass list. Stone Cold versus Kevin Owens, WrestleMania 30, uh, 38, night one. The main event is number nine. All right, number eight. The Bloodline versus Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, and Brian Brutes in War Games, Survivor Series 2022. That definitely belongs on the list. That was a great ass match. Number seven. The Usos versus the Street Profits for the WWE Tag Team Championship at Money in the Bank. Yeah, I'll put that in the top 10. Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a last winning match for the Raw Women's Championship at Crown Jewel. Yeah, that's, that's definitely top 10. Number 5. Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul for your Undisputed, United, Undisputed WWE Universal Championship at Crown Jewel. Yeah, I'll get out of the top 5. That's the top 5. Number 4. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania 38 Yes, that 
was a good match. Again, she lost, Becky, uh, Bianca Belair lost, and used that all the way to WrestleMania for her comeback win. She was told, oh yeah, you're just a background character. You know, you can't, you're not as big. Blase, blase. No, that was a, that was definitely a WrestleMania moment. So, points to her. Number three, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match for undisputed WWE Universal Championship at SummerSlam. Yes, I love seeing fucking Brock Lesnar break rings. When he came in with that bulldozer, and he's like, Brock Lesnar! And he talks to Mike at Roman Reigns, and he didn't even flinch. He grabbed the microphone. Perfect symmetry. And I love, since he broke the ring with Big Show back in the day, he is a great wrestler. And am I sad the last match? No, because that's how you fucking do it. He tilted the whole ring, and they fought their asses off. And I'm glad there was no disqualification, because that was definitely a great match. Number two. Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship at Clash of the Castle. Number two, yeah, it was a banger, so to speak, as Sheamus says. That was definitely a great match. And number one, the match voted by WWE, according to the bump, the number one match was Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins in Hell in a Cell. That, number one, I wouldn't say it's number one. In my opinion, the number one match was Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens. Because you got someone in their 50s still whooping ass against these younger, more agile wrestlers. And it was just an ordinary, you know, pin to win match. That was a no disqualification fucking great match. And to have that at number nine, no, that's just my opinion. In more news, Carmella Hayes beats Apollo Crews. I love Carmella Hayes. He's like the prodigy, the, the new. Heartbreak kid, so to speak. He's he's under Shawn Michaels, and it's just I can't wait for him to go to the main roster. You know, some wrestlers from NXT when they hop and board ship to the main roster, they're not as good. Like in popularity, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa, they were great in NXT. They were very great in NXT, but they came to the main roster. People were like who are these people? Because they don't watch NXT like that. But these guys are great. So Camaro Hayes will definitely make a name for himself if he chooses. To go to main roster. Where he's at right now, he's still doing great. After the match, Axiom attacks Carmella and Trick Williams. Axiom beats Trick Williams later, and after that match, Trick and Carmella Hayes attack Axiom while Paulo Cruz makes that save. Dijak still has the kidnap chatting Stacks Lorenzo and ties him to a chair. Stack tells Dijak to release him, they can seal it in the ring. Dijak agrees and leaves a key for him. Dijak ended up beating Channing Stacks Lorenzo. As the match, DJ continues to attack Stacks, but Tony D'Angelo fights him off. Tony challenges DJ to a street fight match at NXT New Year's Evil. Gigi Dolan, freaking beautiful, she's a beautiful woman. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane addresses Roxanne Perez and blames her for taking down their toxic empire and vow to rebuild. Indy Hartwell, Cora J, Nikki Lyons, Zoe Stark. Wendy Chu, Thea Hell, all interrupt and begin arguing. A brawl breaks out among them. More women come out and they start fighting as well. No girl fight! The whole thing they said. Alexander right, comes out and announces there will be a 20 woman battle royal at NXT New Year's Evil. And no one will face her at NXT Vengeance Day for the NXT Women's title. 
Also, Alba Fire beats Isla Dawn in an extreme resolution match. Oro Mensa beats Javier Bernal. Drew Gulak, another Pennsylvania guy, beats Andre Chase. I love Drew Gulak because, take it how you like it, Daniel Bryan saved his career because he was legit almost fired. But he made a name for himself with Daniel Bryan and came to NXT where he's even more loved. So kudos to him. Speaking of wrestlers going from main roster to NXT, Kofi Kingston beats Joe Gacy. I'm glad that the new day are being used because it's like they deserve to have titles on them. So since they're doing a storyline with the main roster tag team titles, they put the tag team titles on them in NXT. And that is so great. And they, they're still whooping ass. Grayson Waller holds the Grayson Waller effect with special guest Braun Breaker. Grayson says tonight will be Braun's last appearance as NXT champion that he will save NXT when he beats Braun for it at NXT New Year's Evil. Braun compliments Grayson on getting under everyone's skin and going viral. By the end, he will leave next week as NXT champion. Braun takes out Grayson with a dive over the top rope and stands tall. Also, in, later, in other wrestling news, Shingo, Takaji, Sho, Great Okan, Toriano are the final four in a New Japan Rambo and will face off to, at the, for the KOPW title. Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, Togi Makabe defeated Minoru Suzuki, Togi Tiger Mask, and Tatsumi Fujinami to win the Antonio Inoki Memorial Match. TJP, another alumni fanatic from WWE, I believe he was the, he was the first Cruiserweight Champion in the new version, you know, the purple belt. Crap, he's doing great things outside WWE too. TJP and Francesco Akira defeated Leo Rush and Yo YOH to obtain the IWGP Junior Tag Team titles. Carey defeated Tam Nakano to retain the IWGP Women's title. After the match, Mercedes Money, aka Sasha Banks, makes her debut and confronts Carey. Mercedes announces she will face Carey for the IWGP Women's title at the Battle in the Valley in February. Man, that's gonna be a good one. Bishamon beat FTR to become the new IWGP Tag Team Champions. FTR now beltless. That sucks, but I'm okay with that. It sucks, but it's going to be a great story because they can keep winning titles. I'm cool with that. They're a great-ass team. Zack Sabre Jr. beats Ryan Narita to become the inaugural IWGP TV Champion. After the match, TMDK comes out and requests that Sabre join them as their leader. He accepts. Tama Tonga beats Carl Anderson to become the new Never Overweight Champion. Also in news, Tama Tonga, his contract's coming up. And there's word that he might join the WWE. We'll see. Keiji Mudo, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Shoto Imuno defeat Lawson Gomez de Japan. Hiromi Takahashi defeats Taji Ishimori, El Desperado, and Master Wado in a fatal four match to become the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. I love this guy. He came back from literally career threatening and life threatening injury. And he made a name for himself. So he's keep doing keep doing great things in man. Also, Kenny Omega beats Will Spray to become a two-time IWGP United States champion. Kazuchika Okada beats Jay White to become a two-time IWGP World Heavy Champion. Kazuchika Okada celebrates becoming the new champion. While he's talking, Shingo Takaji interrupts and let it be known that he's coming for the title. Okada then grabs a mic and talks about Antonio Inoki and says that he hopes that he enjoyed the fight tonight. That's going to be a great... I love 
the, the heavyweight championship matches for NJ, and and JP and ah New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, Nia Jax is training for a Rumble return. I'm not as excited. I'm excited because she is a great wrestler, but she's a little dangerous. But she used to joke that you know she's not she doesn't want to join the WWE again. But the whole control your narrative promotion kind of fell on itself with Braun showing about WWE and now EC3 is pretty much doing his own thing. So Nia Jax gotta make money. So if she joins. That's pretty cool. AEW has a whole new setup. They basically are bigger. The, the whole entrance, how SmackDown went from the fist to brighter lights, that kind of thing. It's bigger stage and everything. Also in AEW, Ricky Starts beats Chris Jericho. After the match, Jericho appreciates the society and beats him down. Accent Andretti comes out with a steel chair and tries to help Starks out, but they overwhelm him. Jack Hager puts Starks to a table. Hangman Page, wow. Jack Hager, another great WWE wrestler, turning MMA, turning wrestling again. Love him, he's doing great things too. Hangman Page announces he will be clear to return to in-ring action next week and face John Moxley. Moxley comes out and says he's tired of the flowers, sympathy, the boo-hoos, and all Page complaining that he's a victim. Moss claims that Page doesn't belong in the same ring as him, and next week he will make sure Page does not get back up. That claim beats Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett to retain the AEW Tag Team titles again. The claim rapped about Jeff Jarrett's problem. I don't know if it was scripted for approval, but that shit was funny. Burt Baker and Jimmy Hader question why Soraya, aka Page from WWE, has chosen her hasn't chosen her tag team partner yet. Brick claims she's the boss, Jamie's the killer, and she is the pillar of AEW. Brian Danson beats Tony Meeks. After the match, Brian says he's glad to be home and wants a fight with against against MJF. And Jeff comes out and says that Brian looks like a goat. And Jeff claims if Lance Storm and him and Liko had a baby, it would still have more charisma than Brian. Brian says that the boys in the back often talk about MJF's mom and questions how many of them suffer for her. Yikes. MJF says that he's talked to Tony Khan and was told that if Brian can win every match from tonight until February 8th, Brian will become the number one contender against him for the AEW World Title at Revolution. Brian agrees to the challenge but adds that he wants to make the stipulation a one hour Ironman match. MJF accepts. Whew! That was a good one because he has won every match between now and February 8th. Can he do it? Yes, I believe he can. But I think after the 8th match, MJ's gonna come out and like hurt his leg or something so like he can have a higher leg up, no pun intended, in a match. Hook and Jungle Boy agree to team up to face the firm next week. Sora Strickland beats AR Fox. Soraya announced that she has chosen Tony Stone to be her tag team partner to face Burt Baker and Jimmy Hader. Hikawa Shida is upset that she wasn't chosen. Oh. Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn, sons of Billy Gunn, hold a funeral for the legacy of FTR. Wow. <laughs> Damn, really? They said that FTR have lost the Ring of Honor tag team titles, the AAA tag team titles, the IWGB tag team titles, and now they do a podcast no one listens to. I listen to it. Whatever. It's, it's just it's just words. Words can't hurt, right? <laughs> the guns say they... The guns say they... Excuse me, the guns say FTR will never work in AW again because they chased him away and will now take their place as living legends as the next greatest tag team in the world. The greatest tag teams by decade, in my opinion, 80s was Road Warriors, 90s was the Dudley Boys, obviously. 
2010s? I have to say, best tag team 2010s? That's a, whew. I had a name earlier. Okay, Road Warriors, Dudley Boys. What was it, Alpha Academy? Probably Young Bucks. And now FTR. So that's bold, bold move, young men, to say that. Jay Cargill and Red Velvet beats Kira Hogan and Sky Blue. Announced for next week's Dynamite, John Moxley for Sangman Page, Rob Danson versus Kinosuke Takeshita, The Firm versus Jungle Boy and Hook, Bill Baker and Jimmy Hader versus Soraya and Tony Storm, Death Triangle versus the Elite and a lot of match for the AEW Trios titles. Derry Allen beat Samoa Joe this past week to become a two-time TNT champion. I love that title. I love seeing that title have as much prestige as the AEW Heavyweight title. I love that. After the match, Sting comes out and hugs Darby. In the WWE news, WWE announced that the Money in the Bank match, sorry, the Money in the Bank event will take place in London at the O2 Arena. That is going to be a big one. I am ready to see who wins that one. At New Year's Dash, Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada team up and defeat Jeff Cobb and Aaron Hanair. Shingo Takaji won the four-way match to become the new KOPW champion. Also, Jay White attacked Hiko Leo and blamed him as the root of all his problems and challenged him to a loser leaves Japan match. I'm guessing if Jay White loses, he's coming to America to do AEW or he's going to Impact. We'll see. We'll see. Sasha Banks has been removed to the active roster of WWE to his alumni section. So it's a done deal. She's, she's with New Japan. Congratulations. I'm hoping the very best for her. On his Wrestling with Freddie podcast, Freddie Prince Jr. buried NXT. He said, quote, and I mean fucking quote, I know this isn't, excuse me, I know this, I know this, it's going to be better than NXT because there ain't nothing in the world worse than that damn show. Wow. I've given it a chance like once every six weeks. I go, yeah, I watch, uh, I watch a little bit of it and it's absolutely garbage. Get the fuck out of here. He continues, it went from my favorite promotion when it was black and gold to completely unwatchable. Watch me like a bad local theater production. The last two times I've tried it, it was terrible. I really don't like crapping on stuff unless it offends me with what they're doing to talent and I care about. Excuse me. I really don't like crapping on stuff unless it offends me with what they're doing to the talent that I care about. Man, fuck you. He was a head writer. He was one of the promoters and stuff. He made shitty matches. I get it. You played Scooby-Doo like 20 years ago. Sorry, you played Freddy in Scooby-Doo like 20 years ago. And... Get the fuck out of here. Freddy is a bitch and you're a bitch. <laughs> the Washington Journal reports that Vince McMahon plans to return to WWE in order to sell the company. Oh my gosh. Wow. Not only is Vince planning a return, but he is electing himself and returning Michelle Wilson and George Berrios to the WWE board. Three court, three current WWE board members would have to step down for this action to happen. An update on the Vince McMahon situation, it's been reported that, quote, he has communicated to the board that unless he has direct involvement as executive chairman in the outset of a strategic review, he won't support or any support or approve any media right deal or sale. In plain English, if Vince isn't appointed as chairman again, he refused to renew the television deals for Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, no way he agreed to sell the company. He's essentially holding WWE hostage to get his position back. This fucking guy. 
That's fucked up. If WWE does get sold, I hope it goes to a great company because this guy's just running this fucking shit up again. Rich Swan on excuse me, on Impact, Rich Swan issued a challenge against Steve Macklin for a false count anywhere match at Hard to Kill. Black Taurus defeats Anthony Green. After the match, Trey Miguel attacked Green and spray painted his back. On it, excuse me, also on, it, on Impact, Kenny King traveled to speedball Mike Bailey's wrestling dojo and attack his students. Speedball finds out and challenges Kenny to a pit fight where the only way to win is by knockout or submission. I love pit fight matches. The, the real versus Rawls one was so great too. The one that just, you know, recently passed. Cody Deaner says that if Simi Callahan wants to join the design, he'll need to realize his previous form and have his identity stripped of a way, excuse me. Cody Deaner says that if Simi Callahan wants to join the design, he will need to realize his purest form and have his identity stripped away in a long, difficult, and violent process. Deaner declares that Alan Angels and Big Kong will cut Simi's hair off next week. Moose vs. Joe Hendry for a digital media title have been made official for Hard to Kill as Moose leaves, though. Hendry plays a dancing Moose video mocking him. Ah! <laughs> On Impact, also, Chris Sabin, Chris Sabin defeated Matt Pagona. Bully Ray and Scott D. Moore come face to face. Scott says, at Hard to Kill, Josh Alexander will walk into the arena and there will be a locker room full of talent that respect him. And regardless if he wins or loses, will stay by his side. Scott also claims that Bully has no one. That his own best friend, Devon Dudley, has to be paid just to do a signing with him. And Devon can't stand to be the same room as Bully. And regardless if, if Bully wins or loses at Hard to Kill, Bully will head to his hotel. Like the lonely, perfect man that he is, if no one accepts his thoughts, that's that there's no bigger punishment than that. Billy says that he become a three-time world champion, and that he used Scott to get back into the impact to make it happen. Billy dares Scott to take a swing on him. Scott smacks Billy across the face, but he is then ambushed by John Skyler and Jason Hodge. Billy takes out Scott with a power driver, and they put him through the table. Damn, I'm ready for this match. Josh Alexander has broken Bobby Roode's record. Is now the longest reigning Impact World Champion. So points to him. Don Mysterio and his girlfriend got engaged. Congratulations. Dave Meltzer gave his ratings. Oh, this fucking guy. Dave Meltzer gave his ratings for Wrestling Kingdom 17. He gave New Japan, New Japan Rainbow two stars. Fuck you. Minoru Suzuki, Tiger Mask, and Togi Makabe versus Yuji Nagata and Satoshi Kojima. He gave it 2.25 stars. This fucking guy. <sighs> TJP and Francesco Akira versus Leo Rush and yo, 3.75 stars. That's fair. Kerry versus Tam Nakano. Despite despite Mercedes coming in, he still gave it a 3.25. FTR versus Bishamon, 3.75. That's good. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ray Narita, 4 stars. I can deal with that. Carl Anson versus Tomatonga, 2.75 stars. Get the fuck out of here. Tatsuya Neda, Sonata, and Bushi versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kijimuto, and Shota Umino, 3.25 stars. Taji, Taji, sorry, Taji Ishimori, Hiromu Takahashi, Arasperado, and Master Yoda match. He gave 4.5 stars. That's fair. Here's when the bullshit comes in. Kenny Omega for his roll spray, 6.25 stars. I don't know whose dick he's sucking, but that is bullshit. It should, it should be 5 max. This dude's give, is gonna give a seven-star match one day. I'm telling you. He gave Kuzika Okada versus Jay White 4.5 stars. 
Also, other news: Jonathan Gresham versus Kishida is set. PWG announced that Leah Rush suffered an injury in his match at Wrestle Kingdom 17 and has been pulled from competing in the Battle of Los Angeles 2023. Brian Keith won then replaced him. Mercedes Monet, Bailey, and Naomi kept the tradition alive and went to Rubio to get their jackets. On SmackDown, it kicks off the bloodline. Roman Reigns declares that he didn't lose last week. Sami Zayn did, which is true. Roman asked Sami why he promised a win last week and failed to deliver. Exactly. Roman yells at Sami and asks him if he thinks he can beat him. Kevin Owens interrupts and Kevin Owens says Roman has a KO problem and wants a match against him at the Royal Rumble. Later, Santo Escobar beats Kobe Kingston. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens made official for the Royal Rumble. Then Morgan declares her entry into a women's Royal Rumble match, which I don't give a fuck with my wrestlers declaring themselves. That's so stupid. That is very stupid. Scarlett, Car- Scarlett and Karrion Cross beat Emma and Madcap Moss in a mixed tag team match. After the match, they put a Raven Steel mask on onto Madcap. I'm loving this robbery. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus go for a drink at Jerry King Lawler's bar. Sheamus dubs their tag team name The Banger Bros. For those who don't know, it's a play on the word Bang Bros, which is a porn company. In my opinion, that's what they were going for. Charlotte Flair beats Sonya Deville to retain a woman's SmackDown Women's title. Another vision that is shown for Lacey Evans. I hope they do something great with her because she's been changing her character so fucking much. Let's see what else we got here. Ricochet beats Top Dollar and qualifies for the Royal Rumble. After the match, Hit Row turns heel and attacks him. Braun Strowman comes out and chases them off. Sami Zayn meets with Roman Reigns backstage and apologizes, but Roman doesn't accept it and says he should be the one apologizing. Paul Heyman says that Sammy will have an opportunity to make it right when he faces KO next week. Usos beat the Banger Bros, still a fucking name, still a fucking fucking name, to retain the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Titles. On Rampage, Rampage kicks off with John Moxley and Brown Danson versus Top Flight, and of course, John Moxley and Brown Danson won. Hangman Page announces he's clear to return to in-ring action, which, out of all the, the AEW champions, I love Hangman Page since he was part of Bullet Club, I think he's still part of it. He kind of fell, I don't know if it's because of his injuries or his boredom, he's not as hype as he used to be. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter beat the Renegade Twins. Dangerous Dog defeats Sonica with Brody Lee's discus lariat. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Malachi Black says that he doesn't like Eddie Kingston as he is now, and that he wants to face Kingston, and he wants to see the more sadistic violent side man he once knew. Darby Allen beats Mike Bennett to retain the TNT title. AEW Battle of the Belts kicks off with the Acclaim vs. Jay Lee vs. Jeff Jarrett in a no host bar match for AEW Tag Team Titles. The Acclaim obviously won the whole no host bar match. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz vs. The House of Black is made official for next week in LA. Jay Cargo beat Sky Blue to retain a TBS title, pushing her record from, to 48 0. When it comes to records, who has a better record in my opinion between Jay Cargo and Roman Reigns? I have to say Roman Reigns because he held it for three years. So once uh, and she can be Oscar's record, points to her, but so far, the record holder with more popularity is going to be with the Reigns. Orange Cassidy beats Kip Sabian to retain the AEW All-Atlantic uh, title. And on SmackDown, well, sorry, in uh, SmackDown news, well, Raw, well, WWE news, really, Seth Rollins responds to Michael Cole's claims on SmackDown last night that Roman Reigns has not lost a match in three years aside from last week on SmackDown. But Seth Rollins reminds him, well, Roman 2022 was a thing. You know, according to WFOSchool.com, Kevin Owens 
Main event, WrestleMania 38, night one, against Stone Cold Steve Austin, who cannot retire after 19 years. Then, on the final WWE show of 2022, he teamed up with the returning John Cena to defeat the Bloodline. Owens has made history of becoming the first wrestler since 2002 to be part of matches involving Austin and Cena in the same year. And that's all I have for now, guys. Again, thank you for our sponsors. If you'd like to be on the show or have any questions, please email me at ragingrobswrestlingradio at gmail.com. Again, R-A-G-I-N-G-R-O-B-S-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G-R-A-D-I-O at gmail.com. Raging Robs Wrestling Radio. Thank you, everyone. Have a great fucking day. Before I forget, here's another song by the band Sundweller. Again, thank you for my sponsors, and I'd like to say thank you again for Sundweller for giving me permission to play their music. And again, great new band. I always love to promote. If you have a band or would like to be on the show or like to sponsor, promote, endorse, whatever, let me know. Thank you guys again, and I hope you guys have a very great day.